Welcome to the Goalie Hacks Podcast, the show dedicated to providing elite tips, hacks, and strategies to take your game to the next level, where we help you become an elite goaltender, one hack at a time. And now, here's your host, Mike Santaguida. Bang, bang, what is up, everybody? Mike Santaguida here, and welcome back to the show. And welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. As I mentioned, uh, the last few weeks we we have you know uh, we have an amazingly uh, fire group of, of interviews lined up uh, for the next mo- couple months to come, and I, I know you guys are gonna love it. And I announced that in the coming weeks I'll be releasing an episode with an NHL head coach, and super excited to get him on the show. And I know you guys are gonna love it too. Uh, I, I posted to my story. Uh, asking community members to submit questions and I've actually gone ahead and added about three or four people's questions into the podcast show notes and uh, and I give each member a shout out on the show so if you submit a question uh, make sure to, to check back when the episode goes live to see if you got a shout out and thank you to everyone regardless for submitting your questions um, but today on the show I have Oscar Dansk current NHL and AHL goaltender and he's had a tremendous amount of success at the next level. And I know you guys are going to love this one. So stick around all the way to the end of the episode. Uh, shout out to Living Sisu for sponsoring this episode. And Living Sisu is a community of people who want to educate others on why it's important to be physically active. And they make sports accessible by offering discounts from their 40 plus partners. And if you don't know, Sisu is a Finnish and means it's a Finnish word. And means determination, resilience, tenacity, guts, grit, and courage. All things needed to be a successful goalie. So join the movement for free and have access to sports discounts to level up your game. And for a limited time, you can also get $150 off the Sense Arena on top of the $300 offer they are having right now. So that's $450 off the Sense Arena VR goalie training system. Head to livingsisu.com to get access to this discount right now and activate your lifestyle. Uh, shout out to John Blau hailing from Glenville, New York, and uh, John just joined the clan as a hacker tier member, and I couldn't be more excited to start working much closer with him on a 1v1 basis to help him catapult his development as his AAA club gets underway right now with their season. And if you're interested in working much closer with me, uh, you know we offer private group chat access where you get instant access uh, to me. And you get to hang out with like-minded people and individuals, other goaltenders at, at the highest levels and uh, private monthly Zoom mentorship calls with with member Q&A after where we interact and hang out. Video review, 1v1 phone calls, routine templates, recruiting, recruiting templates, you know, how to how to how to really do your own recruiting work and, and get coaches attention and get an opportunity. Right. How to increase your consistency in your performance. That's what I do. I help guys uh, develop systems uh, to help them. Um, increase your performance significantly. Uh, uh, in-person evaluations, in-person privates, all sorts of stuff. And we're adding more value every single day. So go ahead to uh, patreon.com slash goalie hacks. Also include in the show notes to see more details. And, uh, you know, go check that out to get started today on catapulting your development. And shout out to Neurotracker X, our other main sponsor. And if the Arena Sense is well out of your price range, even with the discount they're offering right now, it can be a little pricey. It's a good product, but it's it's definitely pricey. Um, then join our 25 other members in, in getting started with the most scientifically proven brain training tool in high-performance sports. Proven to increase peripheral awareness, reaction speed, working memory, multiple object tracking, 
uh, hard and soft focus, multiple object traffic, and so many more facets um, with 60 plus clinical case studies uh, on the product that proves um, it can develop those things in helping you become an elite gold tenor. So we're offering goalie hacks, uh, um, exclusive programs to my users only that are built and developed for ice hockey goalies in particular to help you level up your game much faster today. So if you're interested in taking advantage of this offer, uh, head to the link in the show notes in the show description to get started today. Head to the website for more details. Send me a, a DM if you have more questions as well or looking to get started. Or head to the link in my Instagram bio to check out my NTX review of the product to see uh, more of it firsthand. But without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. I know you guys are going to love the chat. Oscar and I had today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Goalie Hacks podcast. And today, I am excited to be joined by one of the most talented Swedish goaltenders of our generation, currently starting for the Henderson Silver Knights of the AHL in the Vegas Knights organization, Oscar Dansk. Oscar is originally from Stockholm, Sweden, and has spent a considerable amount of time playing in both North America and overseas also representing his country on a number of occasions over the years. He has over 80 games played in the OHL, over 115 AHL games played, over five NHL games played, as well as over 55 games played over two seasons in the top pro league in Sweden, the Swedish Hockey League, which is most comparable to the NHL and the AHL. Uh, we got a lot to go over, and I couldn't be more pumped to have him on today. Oscar, how you doing, brother? Thanks for coming on the show, man. I'm good, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Uh, great to to connect finally. I know that you were uh, you went back overseas for a while, but um, you know, good good to get you on. Excited to have you on. Shout out to uh, Zach Fukali with Living Sisu, um, who hooked us up with Oster uh, uh, to get him on the show. But um, are you ready for the season to sort of get underway despite the situation with COVID? Like, have you heard anything about the, the AHL supposed to start again? Uh, yeah, no, I think I'm ready. I uh, I've been you know, doing my workouts and all that and staying in, yeah. staying in shape. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen. Obviously, I think since this pandemic hit, I've just been keeping the mindset of taking it day by day and just uh, seeing what's going to happen next. And I guess the HL said recently that we're going to start in February. So uh, planning for that, but also planning for, you know, whatever the NHL is going to end up doing too. So just trying to stay ready mentally and physically. Yeah, you'll probably end up going to the, the NHL opening camps, I would assume, right? Uh, I would assume so, yeah. I mean, I don't know what kind of camp or what's going to be happening. or Right. Uh, well, I guess we'll just find that out soon, hopefully. Yeah, well, right on, man. We uh, we got a lot to go over, and, and I know you're, uh, you're strapped for time a bit here. So um, why don't we just jump right into everything and, and kind of skip the intros a little bit. Um, I want to just start off a, a bit and dive into your journey and, and over the years, you know, you've gone back and forth a ton, um, playing both minor hockey here in, in North America, as well as uh, in Europe and, and Sweden. Um, but what do you notice is sort of the biggest difference between the way hockey's kind of played here versus in Sweden? Um, or maybe the differences between the coaching styles of Swedish goalie coaches versus North, North American coaches? Um, I think... When I was younger and I came over to play for Shattuck, I, I, I think I was too young to really like have an opinion of the difference in youth hockey. Right. But um, in junior style, obviously, in the OHL there was more 
more physical, obviously, with the fights and obviously smaller ranks, um, right. like comparable to the Swedish Junior League where I played as well. Um, and then I noticed like going into pro hockey after OHL was probably the biggest step. Yeah. Uh, just with the tempo and the way the game is played in pro hockey versus junior. I think that was a big adjustment for myself, um, which was good that I got to experience it right off the bat in the AHL, but also the couple of years after that in the Swedish league, where I feel like the it's more of like a passing kind of game over there. Uh, right. Just, versus the AHL or the NHL where it's a little bit more, at least AHL, it's more run and gun, I feel. Um, yeah. But I do enjoy the the style of play over here a lot. I feel like a lot of situations occur and you always have to be in your toes and be ready to go. And uh, I like when it's things are happening fast and uh, mm-hmm. I of like have to battle as soon as the puck uh, gets in the zone. Yeah. And, and kind of pertaining to, I guess, um, you know, the style of, of North American versus Swedish goaltenders, what's something that you think, uh, we're kind of missing here, I guess, that, uh, you guys focus a lot more on back home. I think that, um, kind of that thought process is, has been less and less. I feel like nowadays it's more of, it's, I feel like all the different schools have starting to meet in one kind of specific way of thinking about goalie, like how to play goalie. Yeah. I feel like when I first came over, I, I think the Swedish, the Finnish style was viewed as kind of like the Holy grail for American coaches. Right. Right. Uh, Cause there were so many Swedes and Finns that come over and they're very technically like advanced when they mm-hmm. come over. Whereas now I feel that maybe the North American goalie coaches have like put in a lot of work, I I assume, and uh, maybe studied a lot of like the Russian, Finnish, and Swedish goaltenders. Um, so I feel like now even the Swedes are trying to, you know, I feel like this is, it's a game right now where you have to be technically sound and mm-hmm. also be able to react with your hands and enable to make saves because there's so mm-hmm. many different situations now that occur that I don't think really happened in the same sense, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, so like at that time back in Sweden, I did a lot of just kind of blocking style. Right. Coming over here, especially turning it into pro hockey, I had to develop my, my speed in my hands and especially my feet as well. Yeah. Um, especially that when I came to Vegas, I worked a lot on, um challenging and being more free in my my hands and working a lot more than just being kind of stationary and the more blocking style yeah like sort of adding a more uh, reactive element to different parts of the game right right and i feel like that's something that i think now i've gotten a little bit better at that but also now that i've kind of incorporated that i want to you know develop all just every day kind of focus on something but the whole scheme of a playing goaltender i think i have to constantly work on everything a little bit just to stay sharp in all those areas yeah yeah and uh 
you know, obviously you've had a long road, but I want to just rewind a little bit um, back to your time playing for Shattuck. And, uh, you know, for kids looking to dominate where they are right now at the minor hockey levels, you know, looking at your numbers, you just had a spectacular three years there. Um, but what do you think contributed to your to your success so early on in your career? Like, what were some things you did back then that, you know, allowed you to excel at that level? Or what's some advice you can give kids for for things they can go work on today that will allow them to, to find success at the minor hockey level? Um, I, I did have a I think I like at a young age, I had a lot of really good goalie coaches, especially back home. Mm-hmm. I think the foundation of like a technical goalie, I think I got that pretty early on. Yeah. So maybe. What, what I, were some of the concepts that they taught you? I mean, just like, you know, kind of systematically, I think it was from an early point where. Right. You draw, you draw up the like the pies, the pies, you know, the pie slices. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah post and you find your angles and uh, I think I got to learn that at an early stage and maybe mm. that's something that set a good foundation for me at an early age and maybe that contributed to some early su- su- success there at Shattuck. Yeah I know that's uh it's funny you mentioned that just um you know maybe you can kind of dive into a bit how that system's sort of evolved for you and, and how much you lean on that over the years. I think now it's it's not like it's not like I sit with a folder of different kind of like pie charts of like my own <laughs> or my trees or anything. I think that's right. part of my, I guess, subconscious at this point. But it's always I'm always open to you know hear other goalies what they do, and that's what I try to do now is try to learn more from let's say like Mark Andre or Robin here in Vegas, and I especially, you know, try to be open, open-minded and hear what they have to say too, because obviously they've had a lot of success. Um, but, um, but yeah, now I think the technical, like that systematic part of it, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on, but now it's yeah. just, you gotta, I gotta just work on, you know, hitting my spots and hitting my, at the right time and being quicker, quick to get to the like, different positions in order to make myself you know, give myself the chance to make the save, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe you can just dive a little bit more into sort of, you know, how, for kids who are looking to develop something like that. Cause I'm a big, I'm a big believer in that as well. It kind of, it puts the odds in your favor and, and just all the different situations on the ice. So for kids looking to develop a, a system sort of similar to, to that, like a in zone system, um what's what's some advice you have for them to, to go out and start building that today i mean i think maybe just to work with your goalie coaches um if you do you know you have your summer camps or if you have like a local goalie coach um within your organization or whatever it might be i mean maybe just try to keep a dialogue with you know whatever coach or you have i mean now you have so much uh so much reach out like through Instagram, you know, or yeah. you can see all these goalie coaching, all these different goalie coaches on, especially on Instagram. I see it all the time. And I mean, just kind of be curious about it, you know? Um, yeah. I'm still very curious. I see a lot of these different pages and I kind of see drills and I'm like, Oh, that could be something for me or mm. I want to do that. Or, you know, so I think just being curious, but I mean, I'm not saying that I don't think developing, a system per se is going to like at an early, that early of an age as a kid, I feel like 
you should also focus a lot on like the athleticism of the game. Right. For like, sure. At that age, I feel like you, develop, you can develop that and have that with you as your career goes on. When I grew up in Sweden, that we missed a little bit on the athleticism of it all. And I've had to work on that later on. Right. I was going to ask you if you guys, uh, that's kind of a, a common theme that's been uh, kind of emerging as of recently is um, goalies really trying to work on that athleticism. Is, do you do any of that now with your goalie coaches uh, in the NHL and the AHL? Yeah, we've worked on that uh, ever since I got to Vegas quite a bit. Um, like I said, that reactionary and being ready with your hands and um, hitting your spots. I mean, all that is is just obviously it's technique, but it's also like being athletic and getting in and out of situations. I feel like that's obviously, you know, skating technique, but I feel like a lot of it is mm -hmm. athleticism. And I think you can gain some advantage if you're looking at a competitive standpoint where if you just – kind of work on, you know, making fun saves too, you know, in practices yeah. because that's going to help that creativity, I believe, uh, and stick with you for, for a long time. You know, if you just, I think, I, I think you can't, you know, now people, and I guess parents too, you know, I think probably think a lot about, you know, working on these systematically things, which is good, but having that kind of athletic, athletic side to it as well is, think very important yeah yeah no i agree um but then you get uh kind of rewinding back a little more again uh, you get drafted third overall in, in the ohl import draft in 2012 um which is awesome and then and then stepped in and played a ton of games right away um you know your first two years in, in the league um but what was the hardest part about transitioning from uh junior in sweden which you you went back home after shattuck to play a little bit um, transitioning from junior in Sweden to the OHL here in Canada, major junior. Um, for me, it was coming coming into the North American culture again, the lifestyle. I think. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit of an adjustment period once again, although I I was familiar with it. Um, but in the game itself, I think I remember thinking a lot about the trapezoids because they came in that year i think so oh yeah right so I, I i i've always loved playing the puck and but yeah and in sweden before i came to the ohl we didn't have the trapezoids and still don't i don't do they i don't think we do um and i think that was a that was a huge uh difference for me at least um which took me a while to get used to actually um and I feel like now in later years, now I'm like way more comfortable with it, but I think that was a big part. But also, I mean, it was some of the games you play in the OHL can be, you know, very physical because guys are, you know, you got your fight. Right. And, that. and I think that kind of fast game took me a little bit to get used to, but uh, now it's something that I thoroughly enjoy. You ever, uh, you ever get a penalty for, for violating the trapezoid? <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. I no, I don't. Maybe once, but no, nothing. I can't remember. I think I think I violated it. It was like my uh, it was like my second or third pro game. I just I got had the puck at like the bottom of the circle. And I just backed up right into it. Oh. <laughs> Rep called me, and I was like, "What?" And then I realized it. I was like, "Oh my goodness, that's uh, <laughs> the first and only time I ever did that." Embarrassed myself a little bit, but uh. Right. No, that's, that's that's funny to hear, man. That uh, that's a bit of an adjustment. Definitely the OHL with the the speed and the physicality. Um, so 
in terms of that, uh, you know, being a little bit more physical, a little bit of a harder of a game, how did you kind of adjust your game and like, what did you do to, to get yourself uh, adjusted to the level? I mean, I think that that, that, like, that was a big point for me where I was still kind of in the Swedish school of goaltending and I felt like I had like more to give. And I think my second year I got a lot more adjusted to just kind of how the puck can bounce and you got to like read the play. And mm. I mean, it's, it's a long, it's a while ago now, but um, I remember, remember obviously thinking that I just did never really got into that good flow my first year, but the second year, obviously, I mean, we had a better, better squad my second year, but um, I remember just through time too, right? Like I feel like experience and like just giving it time is, yeah a valuable lesson as well where I felt a lot of times where I've been stressed out that I'm not like getting something right off the bat or what it may be. But I feel like, I think I've learned over the years here that, you know, just the experience of getting minutes or working on the ice and that is kind of like, it's very valuable. Just the experience in itself. Yeah. I think you'll teach yourself a lot of things just through, working on the ice or playing games you know yeah and for kids who are sort of at home maybe uh they have that rushing mind and they're they're impatient about sort of their development right um what's some advice that you can give to them to kind of put things into perspective about how long the road is really to become an nhl and like an elite goaltender i mean it's it's a it's a long road but i think you you gotta you gotta have fun with it you know you have to you can't, I'm that's speaking for myself who I've always put a lot of pressure on myself and I've always, you know, been eager to be the best and speaking of, you said rushing into things and I've always felt like I wanted to get to the next level right as I got to the one level, you know? Right. Um, and that's just probably just who I am, but I think that's something that I'm trying to work on now as well where I'm trying to make it to the next step of the NHL. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I just have to stay, you know, calm and confident. And as the old saying goes, like trust the process. Um, I think that's what I, I'm working on with myself right now is to just think about that and, you know, keep coaching myself in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that approach. It's uh the road is long and you just got to every single day kind of chip away at, at making something get better. It doesn't even have to be like 1%, right? It's just kind of laying that next brick every day. Like where are you at? Lay that next brick. Um, right. Cause even guys at uh, the NHL and the AHL level, like yourself, very accomplished, you know, uh, obviously constantly growing, right? It's important to do that. That's true. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, you can't be scared to have fun either. You know, you know, it's, I think yeah. it's important to be able to break out a, break out a good smile and practice too. And that's something yeah. that, you know, I, I think I have easy to forget about that too. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a fun game and it's, you say it's a long road, but it's also a short career, you know? Yeah, it uh, is if, uh, for sure. Yeah. You know, so yeah. You sit there at the end of the career and be like, Oh, didn't never had fun, you know? So. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
you know, uh, maybe we can move on a bit to your, your IHF international hockey. Um, and uh, from U16 to U20, you played 44 international games and won one bronze medal, three silver medals, and a few accolades for best goaltender and a few tournament appearances. Um, but what was your biggest takeaway from your international play and uh, what did playing that, you know, that level of hockey help you grow in the most over the years, over those years competing? Uh, I remember being a lot of fun. I, I had so much fun playing those tournaments and yeah. that's kind of the first time you get to compete against kids all over the world that are yeah. at the absolute top of the game, you know? Yeah. Um, I think my U16 year, I wasn't really prepared for it. I mean, it's a young age to be at that, but then after that, I, I thought I got used to it and, you know, you get to play against some of the guys you're going to play for your whole life if you're lucky, you know, um, yeah. playing against team Canada a couple of times and, you know, I see, I still play against a lot of those players. So it's yeah. fun. It's fun in that sense as well. You know, you've, you've played against these guys for a long time without really thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, does that kind of being able to play on that international stage, is that really put into perspective in terms of like, um, the depth of talent around the world? Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely. I think all the, you know, players that that come into those tournaments, you know, they're probably at the top, like where they're coming from originally. And it's fun to like kind of measure up against, especially other goalies mm-hmm. uh, at that age, you know, to see just the elite talent that you, have, you got to play against. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, after a long road, um, you know, you eventually go pro. And uh, in your first year pro, you make an appearance for Columbus in the NHL, as well as play 21 AHL games and 11 ECHL games. Um, But maybe you can just detail how your your first year pro went down. What was sort of your expectation when you got there versus, um, you know, what you thought it would be like? Um, I think, I mean, going back to what we talked about earlier, I think that was a big lesson for me, too, is you know, kind of being a high draft pick and all, yeah. Um, I expected myself to, you know, you kind of walk around thinking and you're like, oh yeah, like I'm going to play in the NHL right away. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a little rare for like an 18 year old goalie or 20 year old goalie to do that. There's only mm-hmm. do that every now and then, but that's kind of like talking about putting pressure on yourself. And then you, I got there and I was like, there's so many good goalies and so many good players. Like, right. And then I feel like I, I got stressed over that my first year. Right. Um, I wasn't really ready for that mentally. Um, but um, I think after that year, I learned a lot from my first pro year. Uh, yeah. Just everything around it and the competitiveness of it and how, yes, you have a contract, but, but you know, you're, you're still competing for ice time. And all of that changed a lot for me and I will value that year for sure. It was a tough year, but I value it a lot right now. I think I I grew a lot mentally. Yeah. I think uh, a lot more, a lot of guys kind of go through that trying to find their way and figure it out. Um, So kind of looking back on, you know, everything that transpired, if you can maybe change like one thing or the way you approached it, you know, what would you kind of tell yourself before your first year went down? I mean, like I said, I put a lot of pressure on myself to dress up to get to the NHL like my first year and yeah I 
and then you see a lot of goalies. I remember my first year, Matt Murray was like best goalie of all time in the HL. He was so good that year. Right. Like, we're same age. And I was like, oh, like I want to do that too, you know? And then <laughs> yeah. I started stressing over like, I'm not performing as good as that guy. But now I've learned to like, you can't do that. Cause like, I'm just, you're just break yourself down. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I've learned a lot from that in that sense that I'm like, I'm just competing with myself first and foremost. I can't like mm. stress over what other guys are doing. If I just take care of myself and I'm feeling good and I'm happy, then I'm going to perform well. Um, yeah. So I think that was a huge part of it. I remember it being really stressful for me to get used to that part of the game, but uh, now I feel very comfortable with it. Yeah. So, you know, what did you kind of do in terms of, you know, with your approach to the game, you just kind of, you, you kind of eliminate all the distractions now. And it's almost like you're, you're telling me that you just started focusing on more of the things you could control and, and less on the things that are sort of out of your control. But when you're young, it's kind of hard to differentiate those things, right? I think so. Yeah. And I think I've learned that like, what's me walking around a whole day thinking about how I'm going to get to the, like the next stage, what I like, if I'm just constantly thinking about that, then I'm going to just wear myself out. And that's what I think I did that year. Mm. Um, and you know, hockey is, is a big deal in my life and a lot of people's lives, but like, it's not do or death. Like, yeah, for sure. And that's where I think, I kind of, I wasn't prepared for it, like I said earlier. Yeah. Uh, and, and for goalies looking to make that jump to pro hockey um, or young guys who want to eventually play pro hockey and in the NHL, you know, what's probably the most important skill they can start developing today that will, you know, help them transition well to pro? I think, uh, I, I mean, I think it's a, a good thought, I guess. It's like whatever, I think a lot of people come into from junior hockey to like pro hockey expecting to be in the same place that they were in junior hockey. Right. Right. Let's say you're like a first line center or a second line center in junior. And then you maybe come into the, you know, in the pro hockey expecting to be the same thing. You know, that might not be the case for you. Yeah. I think, you know, keeping that, you know, obviously staying competitive and learning and just not putting so much like, pressure in that sense on yourself just pro hockey is a lot of fun especially as a rookie um yeah and i think just enjoying that time but also being ready to put in work because it is a lot of work as well it's not yeah. you know it's i think going from youth to junior to pro is you know now it's now it's real you know yeah and yeah you want to like make it sound like scary or anything but it's just it's just how it is no, we uh we like to, you know, the whole point of the show is really to kind of give people an inside look into like, you know, what's your life like? What's that life like? You know, what's it like? What's it take really to to get there? And uh, clarity is is the best thing that we can do for everybody in the audience is really just tell them, hey, this is what it is. And um, from the sounds of it, it's it's like you really need to focus on your development wherever you're at. Yeah. Um, don't have that rushing mind. Have that patience. Make sure you're ready to make that jump when you do. Um, so that way you can be successful and stick because, you know, we both kind of know that, you know, you, you might get your shot in the NHL or the AHL, but if you don't kind of put up the necessary results, then you're going to move down the totem pole in, in the organization, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how it works. You, yeah, you said it uh, really good there. I yeah. think 
I think going in every day, just trying to get better at something, you know, that's, or like you said, developing, I think if you just have that mindset and that's the mindset I'm trying to, you know, obviously keep now that I'm getting older too, because I don't think you're ever done learning. No. I'm still learning a lot about my mentally, mental game and my physical game, how my body reacts to certain things and, you know, certain trainings and different stuff. You're never done learning. So I think that's something that you, yeah, you put it very well. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, the following two seasons, um, you know, after you first went pro, you headed to the Swedish elite league and uh, the top pro league in Sweden, and you did really well there and, and played a ton of games as a young guy still. Um, but what was probably the biggest takeaway from, from that experience that helped you grow as a goalie? I think that was a good point or that was a good time for me to, to do that because I know, I know, I mean, I was, I was in Columbus with uh, me, Anton Forsberg, and Jonas Corposalo, obviously two amazing goalies. Uh, and I knew I was yeah. the third guy out. So we were able to get a loan, to loan me out to that, to Rugla, the team mm-hmm. in Sweden. And I think that was really good for me because it's short, like it's not, it's not as many games. It's still a good, you know, a high level of hockey. So with like with a, with a shorter amount of games or not shorter, but less amount of games, yeah, I got more practice time. So I think mm-hmm. my focus that year was really just to crunch down in practice time and to take advantage of all that ice time that we got because we only played twice a week. Yeah. So uh, that was really good for uh, obviously my technical side of things, but also just to kind of after a tough year for myself to maybe pump the brakes a little bit, you know, take right. my back and just kind of analyze things. And then from there, obviously still playing a good level of hockey and just working it like in practices. And I'm very happy about those two years too, as well. Yeah. So in terms of your development, you know, where, uh, where do you think you kind of made the most strides, uh, really taking advantage of all that practice time and stuff like that, that sort of allowed you to have so much success when you finally came back to North America? Well, I think when, um, when I did come to Vegas after those couple of years, I think I felt, I felt, I felt like I've gathered up more experience. Like I said, I felt like yeah. I, I had, I grown in myself you know? Yes. Um, I felt like I was more ready again. It's kind of like, a, I guess like a, you know, like a boxing match, like a fighter, you know, like you lose the first, uh, first fight and then you get a rematch and you, you, right. you feel more, more ready. I felt like I was more fitting in my shoes and, uh, I developed a lot, you know, personally and physically, I guess. Um, so coming into Vegas, I felt like those couple of years set me up real nice for, for what was to come though. Yeah. You, uh, and and you had some absolutely stellar numbers, um, playing in, in almost five NHL games. Um, but in your opinion, you know, what was sort of the hardest part about, you know, transitioning from all the other pro leagues around the world to the NHL and, uh, you know, what separates NHL goaltenders from everyone else in your opinion? Um, I feel like the biggest thing for me when I came back over here was um, I started working with Dave Pryor 
and Mike Rosati, who, mm. who were the goalie coaches. And they, I mean, Dave called me after we, after I signed there and he just told me kind of what his philosophy was. And uh, he kind of knew how I played the game just from scouting when I was younger. Um, so, you know, he made it very clear that, you know, he had his philosophy and that's something that we were going to have to work on really hard. So mm-hmm. I think, I think that was, that was huge for me because I, once again, I had to get, get out of my comfort zone and really put in time and be open-minded about a whole new philosophy and, uh, which included to challenge the shooter way more. And once again, being way more reactive with your hands. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was obviously something that, you know, I had to be a lot open-minded with it. Um, but I'm really, once again, happy because what that work did is, I think, set me up combined with all the other years I had in pro or the three other years I had in pro. Mm-hmm. I think they all kind of just um, morphed into like a kind of style that I want to be at or that I want to have. And now I can keep pushing it every day, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So what's what's probably the most important thing you think you've learned, you know, going up to play in the NHL against those the best players in the world in terms of like your positioning or anything on the technical side, like something that you've really, really been able to hone in on as of recently? I think for me, it's been to have patience in your game. Mm. I think, you know, everybody has their own style of game and how they play certain situations. But I think patience with especially the shooter or the passer. Uh, I think that's a huge thing in the practices where I get to practice with uh, the NHL players mm-hmm. because, you know, coming down on a two-on-one, I think it's easier to read the levels below what what's going to be happening. But in the NHL, you have to be, like, really patient to, like, the last second, you know? Yeah. Or a pass. Yeah. And I think that's something that I've uh, picked up on the most. Yeah, staying on your feet as as long as possible. What's something that you do to to I guess either on ice or off ice? Like, what do you do to work on that aspect of your game? Uh, I mean, it's mostly just in practice, right? Like, whenever I get the chance to, you know, when I've been called up or uh, training camps, you know, that's a perfect time to just really work on staying on your feet. And mm-hmm. obviously, I think a lot of I mean, there's times where they'll blow it by you because you're staying being too patient or you're dropping too early. But I feel like that's something that, you know, you got to be ready to fail there a little bit before you can really succeed. Yeah. Uh, and obviously I've kind of gone pissed at myself a lot of practice where I've been trying to really you know work on that, but you got to be open-minded and, you know, you're working on something. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I I, uh, I want to dive a bit now into, uh, you know, some of your routines as people love to hear this stuff. Um, what's sort of like your game day routine? Maybe you can take us through morning to night or even from the night before. Uh, yeah, I, um, I uh, let's see, I mean, I, w- I wake up, you know, have breakfast, I'll go to the rink. Um, it's nothing fancy, really. Then I just kind of do my stretches and stuff and make sure I'm feeling all right. I'm trying not to waste too much energy, like during the day yeah. or game time. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you go to the pregame skate if there is one. Um, 
And if there's anything extra, you know, I'm trying not to try to just kind of go with the flow, you know? Yeah. If there's anything else I feel like I need to work on after the pregame skates, I'll take some shots. But other than that, I'll go, go back in the room, do some stretching, maybe cold tub. Um, and then I'll be on my way to have lunch and have a little, you know, jump in the bed kind of early when I get back home. Yeah. Um, I'll probably chill for a bit and then have about like an hour and a half nap or so. Yeah. Uh, then I'll wake up, you know, either shower, get dressed and then have a little snack and I'll just, um, start heading to the rink. Yeah. Uh, when I get there, I usually get there maybe two forty-five before puck drop. Yeah. Like that. Um, so I'll, uh, you know, get in there. I will make sure like my equipment's set and all that. And uh, I'll try to take care of my, my sticks before, uh, in the morning, actually, I try to get that done in the morning. I, I hate taping sticks. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just hate, like, it's, it's to me, it's always like a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you tape them completely fresh every game? Yeah. At least the blade. Uh, yeah. The blade for sure. I was thinking the knob though. <laughs> uh, no, no. Okay. I can't until it breaks or it's not useful anymore. Yeah, usually I do the same thing too. Uh, I'm not a big fan of taping them either. Right. So yeah, no, I'll do that and make sure everything's good to go. And I, uh, I mean, it's been so long now, but you know, I'll uh, I'll get some stretching <laughs> done and then I'll just and listen to some music and just kind of people watch, I guess. Yeah. Um, then there's usually meetings and stuff, but then after the meetings, I'll uh, I'll start getting my like pre-activation and my warm-up in um, yeah but then yeah then you get out there and you, you just try to play yeah so i guess um you know during like games even now so kind of jumping into the game setting you know when you're playing in in big games and and, and playing when the stakes are high and there's pressure um what's sort of like the mental routine you know you go through during a game to, to help you avoid uh, game time and performance anxiety and just you know, if you, if you kind of veer off a bit, like, do you have anything you say to yourself, like a mantra or like some type of anchor technique that you use to help bring your focus back? Uh, I, I do. Yeah. It's kind of varied though from year to year and like stints to stints, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, maybe you can detail, uh, the different stints. Uh, well, it was hard. I, mean, I think it's, I think when it's most challenging is when you're not playing well, right? Yeah. Uh, that's when you're just, I think, overthinking things. And um, But I've gotten, you know, when you play really well for, like, stance, then it's so, like, let's say this year compared to last year, I had, like, probably four different mantras to keep me in focus, whatever it was. Okay, cool. You know, it, it would work really well for maybe you know 10 to 20 games and then i'm like oh i'm like i'm not i'm kind of i've lost it and then i'll right try to find something else that can kind of get me there whether it's listening to some kind of music or uh, whatever it may be so i think it's just kind of finding my way through a season right like right it's kind of finding what makes me tick at a certain certain time of the season yeah um but I felt like that was a lot different when we had a little playoff Calder Cup run in Chicago. Yeah. Because then you're just playing, right? Then you're yeah. 
playing and I think I found something right off the bat that kept me focused but also not too tense and but then when you're just playing games it's like you're you know you're just going with it right it's just going yeah. down a nice little river and you're just kind of flowing with it <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's not a lot of practices and tense game schedules but yeah kind of which is nice it feels like you know this is why you play hockey just to get in these playoff situations and just play the games and that was probably the most fun i've had in hockey just uh going through a long playoff run yeah yeah, well, uh, maybe I, I like how you kind of explain that that process of, you know, you're, you're kind of just working through the season, you're working through the year, things change, right? So for you, like, what exactly does that process look like of like you trying to find new things? Like, how do you A, B test things? And, and you know, when you find the right thing, like, how do you know? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, if think you just know when you know right i i I think you shouldn't be hesitant towards talking with other people yeah about your problems um i've you know whether it's your parents your head coach your assistant coach or i mean your goalie coach first and foremost obviously uh but i mean any other kind of type of influences that you have in your life or in hockey you know because someone might say something like, well, this like X and Y. And then you're like, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Right. 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 I'm going to, okay. So then you're like, okay, I'm going to try to, you know, work on this or I'm going to try that next game. And then, oh yeah, it works. Like this, this is a triggering thing for me. Yeah. You keep doing that. And, you know, uh, I, th- I think that's how it kind of come to me about whether you find different kinds of inspiration to things. Uh, yeah. And then from there, you just try to, you know, try different things too. You don't be yeah. scared to try things. Cause a thing that it's kind of interesting, cause I, I played in a tournament when I was, uh, what was it? 13. And I played really, really well back home in Sweden. Yeah. And I remember just, that was the first time like experiencing, like being in the flow, you know, being in the zone. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, this is amazing. Like I'm the best goalie ever. Yeah. <laughs> And then ever since then, for like many years, I was like, I was chasing that same thing, right? It's like, uh, and and yeah. I never got to it. And I was frustrated about it. But then I kind of learned nowadays that, you know, what worked mentally uh, 10 years ago isn't going to, might not work for me now. Yeah, yeah. So I guess keeping that in mind, you know, then just try different things. And like, uh a 10 year old car isn't going to run as well as like a car made today. Right. I, mean, <laughs> I like that. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> I, know, I just came up with it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's like a fun way of thinking about it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, it kind of speaks to the fact of, of an idea that I see amongst just, you know, really elite goaltenders is like, they're just constantly like innovating. Right. They're constantly trying. They're constantly innovating. Right. They're not necessarily just copying any, anybody and everybody under the sun. You know, they're, they're really out there uh, pursuing excellence, pursuing that, you know, h- how to solve yourself, really. Like what clicks for you at any given time? They're really just trying to find that all the time. And mm-hmm. nobody, n- not 
everybody, like the people around you, even your goalie coach, you might not even be able to give it to you sometimes. You really have to have that creative mindset and be a little innovative and be willing to try new things, right? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I feel like the, you know, if you're, you're constantly like that's what I that's what I mean after I when I explained that tournament I was I was constantly like searching for the right answer yeah and I was like looking up like mentally and I had like different mental coaches and right but I think eventually where I found the answer was it sounds cheesy but it's like within myself um, yeah I think that's where I found the answer just given giving myself time and just kind of relaxing and you know constantly thinking about that you know that's gonna burn you out and I think that's what I learned is that usually the person with, you know, the most answers about yourself is yourself. Yeah. And it's funny, but, you know, given time and trusting yourself and trusting what you do, then I think you'll be on a good, good path. Yeah, no, I, I like that. And uh, I actually say that to people in the community. I say, you know what, the, the everything you need is sort of inside of you. You just got to figure out how to unlock it. Yeah. And, um, you know, the kind of the pursuit of what we're talking about here is, you know, that willingness to fail in the process, to find those right answers, to find that thing that clicks. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure we, we've both experienced times where like you're trying things and you just can't find that thing that clicks, mm-hmm. but you kind of have that self-awareness and you know, you're like, you know what, I figured it out before I will again, when, you know, the universe will, whatever you want to call it, will kind of present itself and something in my head will click at some point. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it's hard. It sucks. Like when you're not doing well, then you're like, then obviously your body, you get, you get stressed. Yeah. So just you got to have that kind of mindset of i guess like reminding yourself of that too right because when stress hits then your body kind of shuts down right your mind shuts down then you're just thinking about this awful thing that just happened but that's when you gotta like maybe i guess that's why we do the breathing exercises and the cold tubs is because in that stress then maybe you can learn how to handle it when it arrives yeah. Do you uh, kind of implement breathing into your routines like during the game or after or anything like that? Uh, yes, that's also been a huge part of, I think, after my first year in with the Chicago Wolves, my first year in Vegas is, I uh, I think, yeah, that was, I mean, going back to Zach, like, uh, Fuchs uh, presented me with the Webb Hoff method, right? Oh, he's the one who introduced you? Yeah, he introduced me and he, I watched it and I was like, well, this is a, you know, I, I hear about breathing, I've done yoga and all that, but yeah, taking it to that point where, you know, you can kind of handle stressful situations that we put ourselves in mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. really interesting. And I, uh, you know, I still do my breathing, not on a daily basis, um, but you know, when I, sometimes I'll sit and I'm like, I have nothing to do now for this amount of time. Then I'll just be like, oh, like I, I can do some breathing that I've done before. Right. Um, because it sounds silly, but I think, you know, a lot of times you forget to breathe, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, breathing is probably the biggest part of life. Right? Yeah. Um, well, it, it activates like, the, I mean, there's so much research now that it's kind of the the shiny object thing as of recently but it really does work there's so much research that just shows that it activates that relaxation state in your nervous system so you can think properly right yep correct and going back to your question i uh, i did implement more of trying to find that 
also like with the mantra, but also trying to find a good technique that suited me with my breathing. Yeah. Have you, uh, do you kind of have, is it, is it the Wim Hof you use or do you use like a box breathing? Like, is it, maybe you can detail to everybody, you know, what you've sort of found works for you in particular. Uh, in the games, I, I started doing, and as the puck leaves the zone, just like nasal breathing almost. Mm, okay. I'm trying to slow my, obviously slow my heart rate down and yeah. focus on my breathing. Then I know I'll be, you know, for the most part, I'll be in the there and now, you know? Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. Also like tracking the puck, but still like doing your breathing and like, as like they're starting to approach and I just, then I know I'm at least, even though maybe I'm having a bad game or whatever, I, I know most of my presence is still there now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, just counting percentages of, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not in the zone that well that day, but 80%, you know, just by doing the breathing, I'll be right there. Right. Um, right. So I think that's an interesting way of looking at about it too. Right. Yeah. And obviously breathing relaxes your muscles and having relaxed muscles gives you a better advantage. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's the kind of gold that that everybody likes to hear. What do you really use, you know, to to perform at the highest levels, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but what exactly is your routine after you get scored on? Like, what do you do, uh, either like mentally or physically, to to kind of move, figure out what you did wrong, and then move on from it and get ready for the next play? Like, what's your routine? Um, I don't really have a set routine for that. I I mean, I obviously get out of my net. Uh, yeah, and just kind of get away from it, you know, get down in a comfy corner there and get back uh, yeah. <laughs> while the other team celebrates. But uh, now after that, I mean, I, I, I think I taught myself to trust my team. Yeah. I think I taught myself that, you know, I'm, I can't win a game by myself. I can't go down and score. Yeah. So I always, trust my teammates to if I let one in early then I'll trust them to you know we're gonna get one back and yeah uh, you know I think that's helped me out quite a bit yeah and then uh you know during the week um for for on and off the ice like what what are probably I, I feel like everybody's got something that they do or like use that kind of they feel like gives them an edge on the ice um so what would you say are like maybe your two biggest hacks in terms of like a drill you do or like some type of modality that you do or use to kind of help you stay ahead of the competition, everyone else? Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> I found that when I've been in slumps, I've like, when not playing well, I found yeah. that just me like skating by myself in the crease, doing skating work that I know I need to work on mm. no shots or anything. I found that, that has helped me gotten out of like bad stints of playing games. Yeah. Just no pucks at all. Just getting that out of the way and just after practice or like pregame skates, like when I've played bad, I haven't played as much, obviously. So the other yeah. goal is played. So that gives you more time to work. So after like pregame skates where I haven't played, I have stayed out and just kind of take the time, you know, like, you don't have to stress about it. Just 
maybe I've drawn up, I've drawn up maybe like five, five different skating patterns and then I've stayed out there and worked on it and, um, you know, taking that extra kind of 15 minutes and then you can just take your breather and whatnot and then go back in to do the next drill. And that's kind of what I've been doing. And I felt like that's really worked for me. Just kind of eliminating that part of the puck that you like getting that rid of it and then working on your skates. So you feel comfortable next time you get to jump in the net. Cause then that's yeah. a whole part of your game that feels good at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, mobility is so important nowadays at the highest levels, right? Yeah. And I feel it's easy to forget about just doing skating. And I think that's something that, especially during the season, I felt that. And cause you know, you do your practices and you kind of get in this flow, but right. It's, uh, I think that's an important part of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's just so ingrained and, uh, it's even, I talked to some athletic therapists and trainers and they're like, yeah, it's crazy throughout the year, you know, because you're just so into the team schedule regimen, you kind of forget about all the little work you even need to do off the ice and mm -hmm. even being able to turn in, in both directions equally and, and have that kind of um, that equal balance, I guess, is, is the right way to put it in, in skating. Mm -hmm. you, you really can't do enough of it. I, I, I don't know what you think about that. No, no, absolutely. I agree. I think, I think you look at some of the, some of the goalies now in the NHL are, I mean, I'd say most of them are phenomenal skaters. Yeah. Uh, just being able to get, get in and out of situations. Um, so I think that's, something if you only even if you only get like five or ten extra minutes you know guys want to shoot on you but obviously take the shots it's i'm not saying that but like don't be afraid to to get some me time you know like, yeah for sure uh, i think that's uh very valuable yeah don't just be a pylon right 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 you know you, you got your own well it's true though i mean you No, i agree it's we we get used man we get used you know uh, but yeah, you know, you gotta, obviously like if there's a drill, you know, you do it, but, um, but then like, if, if you have to stay out there until everybody leaves then do that, you know, I, yeah. it's, you know, what's the rush. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but finally here, what's, what sort of the, maybe you could detail us like the biggest adversity you went through, um, in your career and, and sort of how you overcame it. I think biggest adversity was. Like I told you earlier, I think it was my first pro year. I think, uh, like I told you, I learned a lot from that year, and um, you know, it was it was a tough because I I wanted to really perform well my first pro year and being a high draft pick and all that, and um, I think that gave me gave me some some sense of not reality, but like it kind of gave me a sense of how things work, especially in pro hockey. Right. How tough it is, really, right? Yeah, um, and I think that's a year that I learned learned a lot. I I would also say that you know coming back here to Vegas, like I think I learned just to like you gotta take chances too, right? I mm. you know coming off like pretty like decent years in Sweden, I I didn't have a contract or anything, and uh, Vegas reached out and. I was like, I was like, what do I do? Like, do I go over there? Like, I only expected to play like a year, hopefully in the AHL. Right. And then you got a bunch of NHL games. <laughs> yeah. So I think also like what I've learned is to 
always like take a chance too, right? I felt yeah. it could have been a safe bet for me to stay in Sweden because I know probably could have gotten some there, but uh, I'll, I'll obviously very thankful for Vegas giving me a chance too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also taking that chance, you know, I I would uh, say that's something too. Yeah, I, I, I say it to younger guys too, you know what I mean? Like even you uh, early on in your career, you took that chance even earlier, not just at that year with Vegas. You came over to North America at a pretty young age, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I say that to young kids like, hey, you only got one career. You know, we talk about how it's such a long journey, but it can be over before you know it really as well if you, if you don't kind of take those chances, if you don't take those calculated risks. So um, I, I really do. Everybody else listening out there, even in my career too, never things would never moved as far as they did if, if I wasn't willing to take a chance. You only got one career. And uh, when, when things kind of line up and, you know, it kind of seems like it's worth taking that shot. Even if things don't work out, typically something else good comes of it. Uh, from my experience, I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. I, yeah. uh, you know, like you, you know, you take a chance, and it might, yeah, it like might be good for your hockey, but it, you know, you develop as a person too, and developing yes. as a person will ultimately, you know, help you out in your career, whether it is you play hockey or not. Yeah, well, you alluded to like being comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? That's you, you kind of want to make it to that next level. Maybe you can just touch on that briefly on why that's so important and why it's almost necessary in order to make it to the highest levels of hockey. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, but I mean, you, I think follow your gut, man. Like that's what yeah. I'm trying to do with, you know, whether it was going to the OHL versus, playing you know it was either that or playing pro in sweden or mm-hmm. you know vegas offered me a shot at coming over here and i think i've just always kind of followed my gut and you know see where that takes me and uh, i think you you know you got your journey and um you know that's just what i'm what i'm on right now and um trying to still stay stay true to myself and yeah but also you know take chances when when they when they come at you yeah, well, right on, Oscar. You uh, you have any last words of advice for everyone listening that you feel passionate about sharing? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think you know, don't forget to to enjoy hockey. You know, it's it's a fun game. I think that's something. You know, it sounds weird, but you know, I'm 26 now, but I'm still. That's something I'm still trying to trying to remind myself of, and still yeah. trying to learn more about which sounds silly because it's it's fun but you know it's i think it gets so intense sometimes especially for myself that i forget to have fun so i think we can all i think everybody at certain points can kind of think about that a little bit yeah i i went through a similar thing when when i went first pro too. kind of lost my love for the game really lost kind of having that that fun there right right and um just such an important component if if one you you want to play well because I think you need to have that balance of really enjoying competing right not just it is a job but you got to find some love in the game and some fun in the game outside of that role of it just being a job right yeah absolutely absolutely I mean you know always compete competing is fun like yeah and that's what you should have fun in right is that that competing hard at least that's what I think right right exactly and you know, just do that and relax and enjoy the game. You know, that's, that's all you can do is just put in the work and then 
the pieces will fall where they may, you know? Yeah. I, I always, I have this saying now that uh, somebody else kind of brought to my attention that hockey is, is not about the destination. It's about the journey, right? Yeah. I mean, it totally makes sense. It really does. And yeah. you know, it, it's a uh, hockey's. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a thing, like I said, but you know, it, it's, you know, there's life is journey too. Right. So yeah. Um, I think just try and enjoy it, especially in these times, like in certain times with like COVID and, and mm-hmm. everything that's been going on. I think just kind of being grateful, you know, being stingy and being, being competitive as well, but, you know, just being kind of grateful of, of where you're at, if you're in a good place and, you know, also helping out people. I feel like that's proven now more than ever, especially yeah. outside of hockey, but also within hockey to, to kind of, help out people and because i feel like then you can also help yourself and learn more so yeah yeah absolutely well well buddy thank you for coming on the show man uh absolute pleasure and uh, i know that today we'll just shed a ton of light on on you know what it really takes to to not just get to the next level but but the nhl and and to be able to excel at that level so i appreciate you taking the time man um can you just let my audience know where they can get in touch with you and, and find you online uh yeah i mean uh just instagram i guess i mostly use uh just oscar dance by name uh i have a twitter too but i i don't tweet anymore really i just follow election polls <laughs> were you were you pretty heavily invested in the election yeah i mean when i came back from sweden i uh i was quarantined for a week uh so i just had like the election on at all time yeah 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 well it's finally unfolded which uh, i think everybody would be happy now that we can kind of move on from all the drama right i think so too (laughs) (laughs) uh but anyways guys go check out oscar dance on instagram i'll include all the links uh in the show notes and uh you know maybe we'll have you back on the show sometime down the road if uh so that's something that interests you man sounds great sounds great all right all right, man. Well, I'm grateful for you coming on, Oscar. Uh, uh, good luck, obviously, this upcoming year. Uh, I, I hope you guys get uh, started. Uh, February 5th is the date. I hope you guys get started then. But you take care, be safe, and we'll chat soon, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, guys. If you like what you heard today, make sure to hit that subscribe button and join our 1,000-plus other subscribers weekly as we have tons of amazing guests line up ready to come onto the show in the next few months and make sure to tune in next week and every Tuesday from now on at 8 a.m. as next week I have Jack Hartigan from one of the biggest online brands in goaltending training with Finn Goalie Training and we dive deep into his experience playing and, uh, and coaching at the professional level overseas his work developing several products available to the goalie community that you all know today like the X-Tracker and uh, the Anchor Pegs and we detail what exactly kids should be working on right now to get ready to transition to the junior and pro levels uh, this was a fun episode and, and I'm super excited Jack's a great guy uh, really awesome connecting with him and I'm really excited to release this to you guys so make sure to tune back next week without further ado here are the giveaway details for the neurotracker x subscriptions we're giving away as well as plenty of other things like products books all sorts of stuff um and the, and the goodie is if you enter our giveaway you will be entered into every single giveaway we ever do on the show that's right we've had about 40 different winners so far and uh, only 105 people have have left a, a review f- for the show so to enter the giveaway 
If you're an Apple user, simply go to the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave us a written review and rating. And if you're an Android user, you can also download iTunes onto your computer and leave a review and rating on there as well. But once you leave a review of the podcast, take a screenshot of it and either email it to goaliehacks at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram with your screenshot and your full name. If you guys are also interested in getting started with the product, feel free to hit me up either by email or Instagram direct messages to get more details on the brand new NeuroTracker X product. Get excited, guys. Great things ahead. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I'll see you next week.